baby gorgeous welcome to bravo and please where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the bravo tv world this is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related so grab your can of goodies and let's get lit to Bravo and Blaze. This is your girl, Jenny Blaze. We are live every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Actually, and on Instagram. I keep telling them, so I don't know. They keep coming in and out. But if you're on Instagram, join us. Or if you're listening on the podcast, join us on YouTube because I have slides. And today I have like the most slides that I have ever had on this show. (laughs) But I think it's a good thing for you guys. Anyways, um, we have our replays available on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And the audio podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. We are here to bring you all the latest in Bravo, pop culture, and weed 420 news. However, let me just give a quick disclaimer that this is for entertainment and educational purposes only. None of this is financial, medical, and or legal advice. This show is a bootstrapping, feet on the ground, grassroots type of show, meaning my sources come from watching what Bravo puts out there on each show every night, but also through social media. We have so many big heavy hitters that are in the Bravo content creation world, and they are so on top of it. I don't know if there's any other niche communities. Like, I'm assuming there's probably like Harry Potter content creators out there, or like, I don't know, Disney. There's true crime, there's every niche you can think of, but I wonder if they're on top of it as much as our Bravo world. Because <gasps> I don't even have to like get the info. It's already out there. Just join the community. But I'm recapping all of that for you here today. I also get DMs from the sources themselves sometimes. And then obviously like rumblings and let's be honest, gossip essentially. Um, but that's why you can always hit me up on Instagram to chat. I do have a hard rule that anything discussed in DMs is confidential by default. However, you know, sometimes people ask me to put information out there. Um, and I don't always do that. Actually, a lot of times I don't do that. But um, I may I may share some things here and there, um, given permission. I would never... I would never go again. I would never try to deceive anyone. And that is how I maintain my integrity um, having this platform. You got a little bit of responsibility, right? Anyways, I am usually caught up on all the latest chatter, but I'm also one person. I'm a one-woman show, so bear with me if I miss something that happened. Um... And just know, like, this is not your your source for world no- news or anything like that. 
Okay. Oh, this week in Bravo. Not just Bravo, the whole entertainment world, pop culture, weed news. For today's episode, we're going to go through our newest shows that we always go through um, that have aired on Bravo, but also, well, let me go through those shows. We have Real Housewives of Potomac, Family Karma, Below Deck, Southern Hospitality, The Finale, plus a little mini reunion on Watch What Happens Live, which was intense. Uh, Below Deck Adventure, Real Housewives, uh, Salt Lake City Reunion, Part 1. Lots of thoughts there. And Real Housewives of Miami. Love that show. I actually did catch up a little bit on Million Dollar Listing this week, so... I don't remember, like, everything was, it was in the background. Um, but also, I'm going to stop with my honorable mention of Love Without Borders because I don't watch it at all. And, like, it actually looks not fun when I have to skip through it after Salt Lake City. Um, so we'll see what happens with that show. But let's see. Let me make this bigger for all of you who can actually see what slides over here. Told you. Um, and as always, don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. Like I said, we are live every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Twitter. Don't worry. If you miss the live show, you can always watch the replay or listen to the audio podcast on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Subscribing, reviewing, sharing, liking, and or leaving a five-star rating is incredibly appreciated and helps the show continue to grow. Also, don't forget our social media handle. Not going to lie, Instagram stories is where most of the action happens. Our handle is at Bravo and Blaze on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Wait, not YouTube, but Twitch for sure. Um... And as you know, BravoAndBlaze.com has all sorts of fun Bravo-inspired merch and products from all your favorite shows. This is my grandfather MFR mug. The link to buy is in the show notes. Ugh, this week, this week. Oh... Also, if you are a can of mom like myself, who is an entrepreneur trying to break the stigma of cannabis consumption and you want to thrive outside of the corporate world, please make sure you check out my other podcast, Cannabis Mom Boss, where I share stories of my life as a mom, cannabis advocate, and entrepreneur. Um, yesterday's show, I talked about how momming sucks so bad. But the mission of Cannabis Mom Boss is to empower others to safely, responsibly, and confidently come out of the green closet to modernize the perception of today's cannabis consumers. We can be successful professionals. We can be great parents, upstanding citizens. There's nothing wrong with cannabis, y'all. Um, Cannabis Mom Boss is live on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern here on the same YouTube channel, which is also available for replay if you miss a live stream. If you are a podcast listener, you are in luck because Cannabis Mom Boss is available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. 
But like I said yesterday's show, I talked about how momming sucks, but I also shared my podcast numbers for this show, Bravo and Blaze, for the last three episodes so that I could show you all how I more than doubled my audience in just one week. And I go through the data. I show you like my numbers on Anchor, all the different podcast platforms, and then I go through my YouTube numbers. Um, so I go through that and show you how I increased the, gro- the growth rate on my podcast was 143% in just one week. So thank you to all of you because I couldn't do it without you, obviously. Avi. And the link to yesterday's show is in the show notes if you're interested. And also, I want to touch on the Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Framework. If you are looking to make some moves as a side hustle, a career change, a personal transformation, or maybe you are running a business and you have like things in place, systems in place, you have people that you're delegating to, now you're trying to make bigger strategic moves, I can help you with that. And that's what I, that's my formal professional experience. Um, That's what my professional experience has been in, in over, you know, I spent over 15 years and During my last role in the corporate world, I ran and scaled a $70 million business to over $200 million in less than four years. So, and honestly, like that, doing that was not the hardest thing that I've ever ever done in my life. (laughs) My personal transformations have been way harder, Um, but yeah, the Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Framework teaches you all the tools, techniques, methods, strategies, everything that I've used in my personal life for success and also what I've studied and experienced in my professional career helping Fortune 500 and top global consulting firms use to run multi-million and billion dollar businesses for decades. It's We're at a time in this it's 2023 technology is available and accessible to a lot of people now so really this it's not the information that can be held a secret anymore it's more of how you use the information is that's the value so and i think successful tools techniques that we can all use why not share that i don't think that it should be just for the upper one percent of people who already can afford to spend money on things because they have privilege and all that (laughs) you know what i'm talking about um but anyway so with this framework you also receive a personalized and confidential one-on-one session with yours truly, the ultimate hype queen, to make sure we put the tools and strategies I teach into practice to achieve your goals and see actual results because I'm a results-driven person. I don't – if you have excuses, this is not for you. Don't come with excuses. I'm very direct and honest about what the situation is. We go by data and (laughs) lessons learned. 
So case studies, all that stuff. We got you. The link to the Cannabis Mob Boss Manifestation Framework is in the show notes. Shoot me a message if you have any questions. I'm going to move on to 420 News. Okay. So this week, a couple things. I'll put this up. One thing that's not on this slide is there's a there's plans for a new cannabis-friendly hotel in Vegas off the Strip, which isn't like, doesn't sound that great. I don't, have I seen it off the Strip before? I don't know. Vegas is fun either way. But um, if that's important to you, they're building a new cannabis-friendly hotel just off the Strip, and I believe it's supposed to come, it's supposed to open in spring (laughs) spring summer september just kidding um but what i read was springtime so we'll see maybe i'll get to go and tour and and tell you all about it someday but also what i wanted to include up here you can see on the slides is that i have um i wanted to mention that the u.s virgin islands legalize adult use cannabis Um, They haven't finished the regulations yet, which is typical. That's how it is in New York as well. Um, We've been legal for almost two years now. We have like two dispensaries. They're like, woohoo, we got two. Okay. See how everything else goes. Not getting any younger. But uh, I wanted to call this out. I got this from MJ Biz Daily. You can go check them out on Instagram. But I wanted to put this out there to visualize and manifest and say out loud that I am manifesting a chartered yacht trip in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Should we have Sandy there? I don't know. what. I mean, I love Captain Carrie the most right now. Like, the adventure part is doing it for me. I love it. Um, so if I could get Captain Carrie and have a chartered yacht trip to the U.S. Virgin Islands that was cannabis friendly, that would be, I'm manifesting it. So everyone put that energy out there for me. Crossing fingers. Okay. And then to the right on this slide, um, from at NY Cannabis Workforce, they are, this is like a non, nonprofit group in New York State. Um, they are providing a 10-week course, a free 10-week virtual certification course um, for anyone who's interested in maybe getting into the cannabis industry. And it's funny, like, I prom- I'm promoting this out of, like, like, they didn't ask me to or anything. I do know them, but I just signed up for it myself, and I wanted to share it with others because I think for one is virtual and two it's free so why not you know just do it learn educate yourself invest the time if you don't have the money to invest in like some big program or a degree do things like this and start you know if the information isn't enough then you start talking to the people around that class maybe start talking to the instructors start talking to the other people in the classes, that's how you start building your network and that's how you start building a business, whether 
you follow the path that they recommend. I don't know if they're recommending or if they're just saying what's out there. Um, personally, with the Cannabis Mom Boss, I am actually like the opposite of this because I'm all about not fitting into the nine to five and creating your own business around what you are passionate about. All right, let's move on. <laughs> That's the weed news. Okay, next. Okay, here's our pop culture news. This, I actually get scared when I start to venture outside of Bravo Entertainment news because it is wild out here, okay? For one, Robert Pattinson, he's the guy from Twilight, Personally, I never saw the big hoopla. I also am a person that's like, if everyone's loving something, it almost, it kind of turns me off. I'm like, it's too busy. I'm not into that. Like, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, yes, they're great, and I love to listen to their music, but I don't dive into that fandom because it's just too wild for me. Side note, loving that Swifties are trying to take down Ticketmaster and their monopoly, which is also going on with Google and their ads. Oh my gosh. It's kind of like business drama if you follow Forbes and all that stuff. Anyways, okay. So Robert Pattinson, I guess... I just like was scrolling and I saw something. I don't know where it was. Maybe page six or something. But or E News, one of those. And it said that people are doing like deep fakes of him. And it's and I was like, oh, that to me, reading the headline like deep fakes or whatever. I was like, what? People are doing deep fakes of Robert Pattinson. Like why? And then I kept reading and I was like, and it's extremely disturbing to him. And I was like, whoa. Like how did this make the news? Like. What? So then I started looking into, I just commented and I said, people are making deep fakes of him? And a lot of people like that comment because I thought, like, for a minute I was like, am I weird to, like, not understand this? Because this is so strange. <laughs> but I guess this is, like, really... I don't know. I don't want to say like traumatizing, but it's like really affecting his mental and emotional state or psychological state. And I just don't understand like one, who's making the deep fakes and two, why? And if you are making them, wouldn't you like, I feel like if someone got to the point where they're making deep fakes of Robert Pattinson they have to be a fan, right? Like a like a good-hearted fan, not like a – could they be a bad fan? Like a swim fan? See, like I don't want to believe that exists. But I guess in that case, if we're going to go down the dark road, yeah, I guess fake Robert. Um, I don't even think they look like Robert Pattinson, if you guys are looking at <laughs> the slide. Like he's eating a carrot. Who, first of all, who eats a whole carrot like that? Except for Bugs Bunny. And then the he's like going like this, like with his hands, like it totally does not look like him. <laughs> but apparently it's disturbing Robert Pattinson. So whoever's doing it, stop. 
I can't believe this is what's going on and that I'm reporting on it. Okay, next up. Kylie Jenner's baby baby's name was announced, I guess, and it's air with an E. I don't know. Next. <laughs> I don't really care. Wasn't it Wolf before or something? Whatever. Moving on. I know I mentioned like the Beyonce hype isn't my thing, but like this was big news. Beyonce performed in Dubai, which some of our ladies from Real Housewives of Dubai went to. I saw Nina Garcia went. Um, shoot, who else went? Oh my god, now I wish I had pictures because Nina looks so. Nina is so gorgeous. It's like not fair how gorgeous she is. <laughs> But anyway, so Beyonce performed in Dubai in a private performance, which, okay, the alternative to private would be a public performance where she sells tickets or a, I don't know, non-profit? I don't, anyways, whatever, whoever, she got paid $24 million for a one-hour set, and everyone's like, this is, first of all, according to Forbes, this is the highest paid private entertainment transaction that's ever existed or something. And they did a whole list. And Beyonce's number one with this $24 million show. But she's on the list again for like some... I don't know, a few million dollars for another show. And I'm just like, who's, I want to know who's paying. Who's writing the check? I want to know about that person. Get them on Real Housewives of Dubai, please. Like, I'm getting hot just thinking about how crazy that is. Imagine you write $24 million check for one hour of work for someone. I mean, I know it's not one hour of work it's lots of work i mean just look at the hand if you're looking at the picture the number of hands alone on this stage each hand is a dollar amount she spent a lot of money on this performance but like holy holy moly holy Whew. anyways um yeah people are some people are like wow it's amazing other people's are not other people's other people are not as happy they you know, as we, most of us Bravo fans know, in Dubai, um, being gay is against the law. And I, like, joke about it because I'm like, when I heard that, I thought it was so ridiculous. I remember saying, what are they going to do? Ask me when the last time I had sex with a woman? in at customs like how the hell would they even know why do they care so to me like it's just absurd but then the more I learned it's like actually it's more I don't know I'm like torn because the Dubai ladies made it seem like oh it just like you don't they don't like go hunting anyone who's not straight but they it's like frowned upon to be like I don't know, have any public display of affection or whatever, which I kind of like that for anyone. I don't want to see people like making out like their tongues touching in public. 
But I also don't want to be like, you're going to jail. Like, just out of respect, can you not do that in front of me? Thank you. I'll try not to look. I don't know. But, um, yeah, people are upset that she accepted this and did this knowing, you know, the situation and this issue over there. I don't know. What do you all think? Serafina in the chat said it was actually $35 million. Whoa. Either way, 24, 35, that's still a hell of a lot of money. Okay, I'm going to move on. We have so much to talk about still. So Paris Hilton had a baby. Guys, Kathy Hilton is a grandma. Wait, she was a grandma already. (laughs) Oh, but this is like, it's special when you have like your child's firstborn, I guess. I honestly, not to be, narcissism is part of my brand, but it kind of scares me to think of my children having children someday. And I almost like, is it bad if I tell them not to have children? Because, again, momming sucks. I don't want them to suffer this abuse. But congratulations, parents. I'm sure this baby is going to have a beautiful life. I mean, how could you not? Um, If your mom is Paris Hilton. Wow. I actually, I would love to do a Truman show on this baby and apparently it looks like her nails look like they're a very very pale blue and there's a blue heart so we think it's a boy i don't know if it's been confirmed i don't know i've i see i predict a people magazine cover of carter paris and cartier (laughs) what do you guys think paris's Kid's name is going to be. If you're on Instagram, I can't see your your comments, but join us on YouTube and drop it in the chat. I, I'm calling Cartier. I think that is like the perfect Paris Hilton baby name. Oh, my God. If she doesn't know yet and she hears this because she follows me on Twitter. I'm not that delusional, but you know what? It doesn't hurt to put the energy out there. Oh, Sarah says London. Okay, that's nice. I still like Cartier better. (laughs) It just, it has to be something like grand, right? Anyways, okay, I'm going to move on. Paris Hilton had a baby. Um, Oh my goodness. This is from Forbes. And like, This news has been announced everywhere. Anna Delvey is having a show, but I thought it was like kind of crazy that Forbes covered it. Like it. Please go watch Inventing Anna, Anna on Netflix if you haven't seen it already, because Anna Delvey's story is insane. It's so crazy. And oh my God, I just had a vision. My witchiness just gave me a flash of Anna Delvey on Housewives someday. Not now, but remember this day. Someday, I bet. Oh, my gosh. This is just crazy. Like, only America. She was supposed to be deported. (laughs) 
so crazy. I just want to like start. I would, I would love to get like a team of psychologists together and study people like Anna Delvey, Anna, and Jen Shaw, Erica Jane, um, maybe Felicity Hoffman because of that like whole college admissions thing. Like that's where the the true crime and the and the reality comes into play. Like we need a whole. This is a new genre. Somebody said it recently on Watch What Happens Live, I feel like. I don't remember who said it. They said the genre is shifting. And I don't love that for Bravo. I would like to keep it separate. Like, let's have a separate niche of true crime in Bravo. But, like, let's not profit off of it. Like, let's not feel yucky about it. Maybe we can turn it into a nonprofit and pay back victims. Hello? Entrepreneurship brain right here anyways okay i'm gonna move on oh so this was really cool and i'm sure everyone knows call her daddy um i've listened to a few of her episodes but i don't listen to it regularly and the only reason i started not the only reason like she's amazing she's great i'm not trying to put shade on her or anything like i don't listen to that many podcasts and if I do they're all like business related because I don't want to do anything entertainment related and have that skew my my original point of view so um but I was scrolling and I saw Chelsea was Chelsea Handler was on call her daddy and I just watched one little clip because it said they're like they get high together and I had to just put this out here because part of my whole, you know, cannabis non-boss, my manifestation and everything, part of it is you have to put that kind of stuff out there. So this is my, on my vision board to someday smoke with Chelsea Handler. I don't even care if it's recorded. (laughs) Bonus points if it's recorded. Actually, I'm going to see Joe Coy here soon in a couple weeks manifesting that they are hanging out and she's in town in a couple weeks. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. All right. Anyways, that's cool. Go check that out. Um, Weird news this week. Tori Spelling was uh, reported to have paid $400 on Denise Richards' OnlyFans to see how far she would go. (laughs) I just think that is so funny. I don't know. Like, I don't know what she got from it. I don't know if she said that, but I want to know now. Um, Oh, going back to Chelsea, though. Chelsea Handler. And this is, like, news that's been, like, spurting out, like, over time but this whole like ozempic old face thing i don't know why they're reporting it on chel like with chelsea's oh she said chelsea said that she didn't know she was on ozempic and i thought that was so weird i don't know why she didn't know like how do you not know you're on a medication but um it's reported to give people old face whatever that means like wrinkled and saggy i'm assuming um, and Kyle Richards recently post has been posting like her body pictures and people are saying she's on Ozempic or whatever. I don't know anything about Ozempic. This is all news to me, but I just thought that was so 
weird. It just made me think of that because Denise Richards, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Kyle Richards, Ozempic, Chelsea Handler. That's how my that's how my brain works. Okay, moving on. Okay, so this show started on um, Investigation Discovery or ID, the ID channel. The Playboy Murders started on Monday, January 23rd. The first episode is out. I started watching it, but I actually know that story already. So I was like, I need to know fresh stories. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna try to binge it or maybe watch two episodes in a row when the next episode comes out. But after watching The Secrets of Playboy, what was that on? Hulu? Shoot, I don't remember. Um, but... I'm, like, kind of disturbed about all of this, and I don't know what's wrong with me, but I need to know more. <laughs> so I'm going to be watching, and I'll hopefully give you guys an update on a future episode. I'm going to move on to Bling Empire New York. Yes. I've been waiting for this. When I heard that Bling Empire was having a New York franchise, I was so excited. And on top of it, Dorothy Wang is like the main person. Like she's the one who made the switch. And like that's why we have it. I've loved Dorothy Wang since Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. And the only thing about her in that show, I felt like she was Morgan always try to overshadow, I don't know if she tried to or she just did, but I felt like Dorothy wasn't, like, the main character, but, like, she is now, and that's what we need. That's what I love to see. You guys know I love rooting for my Asian family, and I'm so here for this. Rich people, Asian, New York City, yes. Um, We have... Obviously, Dorothy Wang, but Tina Lung, she's like an influencer and she's got like some, there's a lot of mystery around her like upbringing. She has like trauma and everything, but she's, I am obsessed with her. She's so funny. She reminds me of Jamie from the original Bling Empire. Like the, just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> but she's like smart and I don't know. It's just funny. There, I love, I love her. Um, then we have Lynn Bat or no, sorry, Lynn Ban, who is um a jewelry designer who wears very high fashion. Like I don't think Meredith Marks could keep up with her high fashion. She basically wore a Hellraiser dress to a party. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Um, and she has a husband named Jet. Their whole everything. Very interesting, very interesting. Um, we also have Blake Abbey, who is the only halfy on the cast. I'm always gonna root for a halfy because I'm half Korean, half Caucasian, and he is what is he? I think he's like half Chinese, half Scottish. I want to say, I don't, but he, um. Yeah, I love, like, he's, like, sexually fluid, and he's kind of like a, what is he? He's not a millennial, like a general Zer. Um, and I just, like, 
love him. I think he's great. I would love to interview him someday. I'm going to throw that out there. And then we also, not in this picture, but we, I don't have a picture of them. We have Stephen Hung and Deborah or Deborah. I'm not sure. Dorothy calls her Deborah. And Deborah calls Dorothy Tiffany, which is hilarious. Um, but we have Stephen Hung and Deborah Valdez Hung. They're just like, talk about like high fashion, filthy rich, private jets, couture. That's them. And they have beef with Dorothy. And it's just, oh my God, Dorothy is great. She's so funny. And then we also have Richard Chang and his girlfriend, Vika. And I have to say, I like Vika. But Richard is giving, like, I wanted to like him because he's like an entrepreneur and stuff like that. But the way he was doing business or like trying to like promote things, like, I don't know. He definitely felt like an opportunist and that's something that turns me off in business like real hard not just business in friendship as well like if you're an opportunist that just feels icky like you have to give and give and not expect anything in return you can't really if you're gonna expect something in return it needs to be like a business transaction that's just my rule of thumb um, but yeah, I'm loving this. I binged it over the weekend. I highly recommend and I can't wait for more. I forgot how it ended actually. I feel like there was a cliffhanger. I don't know. I want more though, especially of Tina. I just love Tina. Tina and Dorothy. They're like my new, my new favorite power couple. Okay. I need to move on. Let's move on to the Bravo world. This is like, we're not even into the shows yet. Um, but I had to give a special shout out. Uh, shout out to Taste of Underscore Reality on Instagram who posted this story from Brandy Glanville of Alex McCord being filmed for Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip 4, season 4. And I am just so, so excited for Alex McCord. And I think that in this picture, I think that's Vicky in front of her. I can't imagine. Oh, my gosh. Alex McCord and Vicky Gunvalson. Guys, this is going to be nuts. All right. I'm going to move on to Real Housewives of New Jersey. They released their taglines and new confessional looks. So their taglines. Uh, okay, I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to read the taglines real quick. Jersey gives me anxiety. Jersey scares me. I don't know what's going to happen, what's going to be said, but I feel like knives and daggers come out when it comes to Jersey season, and it just scares me a little bit. It's, I would say, behind Beverly Hills, it's the second most toxic franchise. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's, like, negative towards the show or any of these women, but I struggle. I struggle to, like, engage on social media and stuff because it's like, uh, y'all are scary, but here, I'll read the taglines. Teresa Judice, blood may be thicker than water, but it's harder to clean when it spills. Dun, dun, dun. That is scary. 
Next one is Melissa Gorga. You'll never see how toxic someone is until you breathe fresher air. That's just how I imagine she's saying it. Jennifer Aiden, my girl. Payback's a bitch, so start barking. Doing a little shimmy. I love it. Dolores. This Jersey girl has the luck of the Irish, and nobody's screwing with my pot of gold. Oop. Yeah, Dolo. Okay. <sighs> Margaret Josephs. I'm a loyal friend and a lethal enemy. I guess, yeah. Um, two new girls, Rachel Fudo. I didn't look up these girls again. I try to kind of keep arms length from Jersey because I get a little nervous. But Rachel Fuda, her tagline is, I'm too busy running a business to care about yours. I like that one. Yeah, she sounds like my kind of girl. Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, Danielle Cabral. I hope I'm saying that right. I may be over the top, but I'd rather be bougie than basic. I like that one too. It's okay. Not that deep, but you know. Whatever. Um, next up, we have the confessional looks. I feel like I've seen Teresa in this dress a million times, but maybe it's just this picture has been out a lot. Um, thank you to at Bravo by Gaze on Instagram. I grabbed this picture from there. Um, Dolores does not look like Dolores, by the way. And then on this top left, who is this? Rachel Fuda or what? Who is that? No, Rachel Fuda's up here. This looks like Luann De La Seps. <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. Um. Anyways, I want to move on. Uh, shout out to Queens of Bravo who posted this. Um, I think it's a s Instagram story, but essentially Ashley Darby and Minneapolis supporting Luke at his event. I roll, I roll, I roll. Like, can you not? But then also, we have Ashley hanging out with Brian Benny. Brian Benny hanging out with Luke, Go Luke Goldbrinson. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> Goldbrinson. Um, we have Lindsey Hubbard and Carl Radke. Like, Brian is everywhere right now. I don't know what's going on. He loves Minnesota. He's having a bromance with Luke. It's like, things are weird. Um, okay, finally, we're getting into the Bravo shows of the week. Sorry it took us so long to get here. Actually, I'm not sorry. No more apologizing. In 2023. Just kidding. Okay, so first up, we have Real Housewives of Potomac Season 7, Episode 15, Indecent Disclosure. The episode description is... Hold on, let me switch this up. Karen questions the validity validity of Robin's upcoming nuptials and brings to light some surprising rumors about Juan. Robin drops a bomb of her own when she shares a suspicious photo with the ladies. Mia reaches her breaking point with Jacqueline but attempts to repair her friendship with Wendy. Okay. On the side, outside of this episode, somebody posted that Robin and Juan are officially married. That's what I saw on social media. I'm sure you can go find it. But then I need to give a shout out to Giorgio Says. I was listening to a video of his. He said that there was a girlfriend of Juan Dixon's um, who 
reached out to him, I think, and confirmed that they were in a relationship for a full year in the beginning of COVID. I'm not sure. Something COVID was involved. I don't know. But I don't know anymore about Rob and, and Juan. Like, it's too much. They're, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't think they care. I don't think anyone cares. Robin doesn't care. Juan doesn't care. Karen's the only one who cares. And allegedly, according to Karen, Juan is in love with Karen, which is my new favorite thing to think about now when it comes to Potomac is Juan having a huge crush on Karen. Oh, man, this episode was, was wild again. Um, we have Robin. They're at dinner together, and Robin shows alleged blue eyes, some guy in a Redskins shirt or whatever, and Karen's response is something along the lines of, yeah, I was with a lot of people wearing Redskins. Um, wild, 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 wild. I don't know. This episode this season Karen she's just like Karen can do no wrong though like in my eyes Karen is funny as hell like I don't even really take what she says seriously I'll call her the granddom sure but let's move on to something else that happened I have to say so the reunion looks they filmed the reunion last week I think and the reunion looks were dropped and if you look at these oh my gosh cohesively i have to say this is one of my favorite reunion looks of all time that i can think of like i've never seen a blue theme like this that looks i don't know this is like scary because you know how they say um in like how i met your mother or something they said be careful with a group of girls because Together, they all look really hot, but then, like, when you start looking at each one, they're not as hot. Um, I'm not saying that's the case here. I love all these women, and I don't body shame or hate on other women. I support other women, unlike Bethany. Um, and I think they all look gorgeous. Some of the looks, as far as fashion goes, could – some of them are better than others. Um, Mia, I don't hate it, but, like, the uh, – Somebody was saying, like, why Why is this bothering me? Someone said that on Twitter, and I responded, I think it's the center part that's, like, sheer. It's drawing attention to her stomach, making it look like her stomach is, like, protruding or something. I think that's the issue. Robin's, this color could have been, like, just, I don't know, less, like, baby reveal blue. Like, more of a darker hue i think and this i mean it's okay i don't hate it but i don't love it um candace i freaking love i think candace killed it as always no complaints karen huger i love karen's look and i don't know for sure who did this dress but i'm assuming it's um our girl from Project Runway who does Karen's um, reunion looks. And it looks great. I think it's amazing. I think she looks beautiful. 
Giselle, people have, are having a hard time with Giselle, as always. Giselle, I think this is one of Giselle's better looks. Yeah, the rhinestones are kind of cheesy and tacky in a way, but she, like, they made it look somewhat chicer. They have, like, the mock turtleneck line, like, to give that, I don't know, with the rhinestones makes it look like a necklace. And I don't hate it. The hair is a little bit prom-like for me, so I don't love that. Um, I don't think it's awful, though. Ashley... She's so hot, she could literally wear anything. Um, obviously, this dress would not work on anyone else. and But she looks amazing. And I don't know if I love this hair, but she looks hot. So, whatever. Um, Wendy, I actually really like this look. Um, something about the blue part that covers in front is bothering me a little bit I don't know if it's the color or what but I still love this look I don't know if I love the earrings overall amazing amazing okay I'm gonna move on because we still have so much more to go <laughs> okay family karma season three episode 11 analyze vish the episode description is a visit to a fertility clinic results in concerning news for Amra and Nicholas Vishal and Richa work on their marriage with a dose of couples therapy. Brian makes a big move that impacts his parents. Um, it was kind of awkward to watch Amrit and Nicholas go to the fertility clinic, but and it was very, very sad. Again, I've said this before. Family Karma to me, I think, is the best Bravo show. Period, and. I say that for a few reasons. One of it, one of the reasons is I feel very grateful and honored that they're sharing this much with us when, you know, they're, they have to like kind of blaze the trail for their, for people who look like them or who are in similar situations. We don't get to see that all the time. And so even though, and even when, like, they get such awful news, like they did. And also, I need to bring this up because I just want to share this energy. Um, Blonde Hair, Black Heart, Blake from Blonde Hair, Black Heart, is actively on the adoption search. And I just want to put that out there if anyone listens and knows, like, they are looking to move forward. And it's... They showed in Family Karma, it costs like $300,000 just for their, to have two babies. And, you know, Nicholas was saying, like, we'll do whatever it takes. We can pay it or we can take out a loan and pay it off. But not everyone has that luxury. And so, you know, there's so many people who are in a situation where they could help out those who are looking to adopt. So... Putting out the energy. I love this show. I think it's amazing. It also was nominated for Outstanding Reality Program at the GLAD or for the GLAD Awards. So that's really amazing. Um, I'm going to move on, though, to Below Deck. <laughs> Camille. 
Oh, I'm going to make this a little bigger. All right. Blow Deck Season 10, Episode 9, Diary of a Decky. The episode description is the crew deals with the aftermath of Camille's firing with Ben. And surprisingly, Alyssa's struggling the most. Trouble is afoot for Haley as the physical toll of being a Sue wears her down. Timing proves to be Rachel's Achilles heel as she races against the clock to deliver a multi-course meal. Captain Sandy is forced to run a tight ship as she dives headfirst into boat wars. So, okay, this was a good episode. On, on two fronts, for me, as a boss, I like looking at this, this kind of stuff from like a management standpoint, from like a business owner standpoint. Camille gets fired. I think rightfully so. Um, not saying I don't like Camille. I think she just is young and has a lot to experience and learn in her life. And um, it was just funny how she approached Chef Rachel, who is head of department. She goes, oh, yeah, so I heard you didn't like how I work, whatever. She's like, or you all have a problem with me? She goes, yeah, we do. <clears throat> Which was so funny, like. It was a little um, blunt, but the way Camille approached her was kind of combative. So I think it was well-deserved. I mean, she said, oh, we do. And then she proceeded. Oh, she's like, really? Like what? And she said, oh, you know, not delivering, following through on tasks. (laughs) Oh, yeah, really? Not following through on tasks? Okay, okay. And she's like, yeah, and... What did say the drinking was so bad, <laughs> which was like a backhanded kind of segue into what she was about to say. She was like, just more combative. Oh, combative. Okay. <gasps> oh my gosh. It was so good. She's like, yep. Move along to the next apartment. That was badass. Shout out to Chef Rachel. I freaking love her. Um, some of you may know, I am not a huge fan of Captain Sandy, and I'm not shy about that. However, I like to give credit where credit is due, and Captain Sandy handled the situation with the other yacht like a boss, and it did trigger me. See, this is like when con- common enemies bring people together. The way that other captain was talking to her I've seen it so many times that mansplaining and you could tell his tone shifted when he heard that it was a female captain and he was like giving orders like run along like you can move and it's like excuse me the way she handled it was great I would have like actually she was more calm than I would have been I would have been like Ben you don't take your eyes off that bow I want you measuring the distance and the wind every 10, 15 minutes. But, which I'm sure she did, but I just, as much as I don't love Captain Sandy, that was a great example of how to handle that situation. And good for her. Am I saying it? Go Captain Sandy? Oh my gosh. All right, I'm going to move on. Oh, one thing I want to know. The mid-season trailer looks wild. So Camille and Ben, the lead deckhand, have been hooking up this whole time. But then now Camille's gone. So to replace her, they're bringing someone else on. And it's a girl that Ben used to hook up with. So, of course, he's hooking up with this girl again. 
But then they show Camille come back and visit them. Like off charter when they're in between charters. And it's, oh my God, it looks scary. I can't wait to see that. Um, and then also, I keep forgetting that Galley Talk is on Friday nights with our girl Kate Chastain that we love. And I'm sorry, I did have to change the channel because she's pregnant in Galley Talk. And she's like eating like ugh, the most amazing like ice cream sundaes and stuff. And I just, I had to change the channel because I was like, I will eat that. I know. I'm trying to cut out sugar, my diet. I just want to like transition to a low sugar, which I should be on anyways. But anyways, okay. Moving on. Oh, okay. After this, we have Southern Hospitality. Okay. It was the season finale. Season one, episode eight, Women Scorned. Ugh, I wish there were more episodes to this season. Let me read the description. Grace Lily throws an upscale event to host Lava's friends. Ugh, Chef was there. That wasn't in the episode description. That was my commentary. Anyways, continuing. Emmy urges Will to apply to law school. Lucia fights to save her impaired relationship with her son's father. After a record-breaking summer at Republic, Leva rewards the team with a luxurious yacht day where Joe Bradley finally admits his romantic feelings for Maddie, leading to a showdown with her boyfriend. Later on, when Mia finds out Joe professed romantic feelings for both her and Maddie, both women explode on him at Republic, landing Joe in hot water with Leva. If you have not started watching this show, go watch it. Go binge it. It's so good. I was so lucky to be able to interview TJ, who's on the cast. And there's so much going on in this show. Regan was only on one episode, and she just, like, tossed a grenade and walked away. But um, TJ in the episode, the link is in the show notes, he mentions whether he thinks Regan and Brad hooked up. Also, we find out what TJ's current dating and relationship status is. Um, I don't... I, okay, so after the finale, which was explosive, um, we had Maddie, Grace, Joe, and Mia on Watch What Happens Live with Andy... And it was kind of like a mini reunion, I think. Like, I don't think they're going to have a full reunion. I would love them to. But uh, they didn't show it on Watch What Happens Live, like the actual show. But there's always an after show where they film and they put that content on, like, their Bravo, uh, like, app or whatever. Or on YouTube and stuff like that. And... Grace Lily became so unhinged. <laughs> she just laid into Mia, no mercy. Like, she was dead already, and then she, like, kicked her on the ground kind of feeling. It was, like, it was very cringy. Even Joe Bradley felt like he had to step in a little bit. He was like, all right, let's take the vibes back. And then Grace double dash like, no. Ah. Like she, people would say read her for filth, um, which I know gives us some adrenaline and all that stuff. But it was kind of hard to watch. And 
I felt bad for Mia. Mia handled it. Okay, but she looked like she was going to cry. And I felt really bad because I like them all. I love this whole cast. And I wrote a little blog post on, you know, what I would do if I was, you know, Leva in this situation because, yeah, they should be able to, I don't know. There's just a lot of dynamic when you have, when, when you're running a business, your employees are all friends and they're hooking up. You're kind of friends with them, but you're a mentor. Like, there's a lot going on. And I think Leva has the ability to whip them into shape. And I think we're going to see amazing things. But um, go check out my blog post because I give my recommendations there. And I also want to just give a shout out that this show, in addition to Family Karma, also got nominated for Outstanding Reality Program for the GLAAD Awards, which is amazing. Congratulations. Hello, Deck Adventure. Wait, did I put the slide in? I did. Okay. So we have season one, episode 12, Crazy Rich Charter Guests. I don't love the title because it were they did have Asians on and like this crazy rich Asian term has been kind of going around since the movie and now we have Bling Empire. Now they're like making, I don't know, I just don't love that title. And from experience, I've seen some not-so-favorable comments on Below Deck towards Asians, and that bothers me. So that's a whole different story that I won't get into right now. But the episode description is, Tensions grow grows higher as the season gets shorter on Mercury when Faye and Jess disagree on how much food should be packed for the horseback riding adventure. Exhaustion gets to lead deckhand Seth who puts the dynamic of the boat at risk when he's caught sleeping on the job. The start of the final charter leaves the Mercury crew feeling that an end is in sight, but that ending may come more quickly for some than others as Chef Jess spirals during dinner service and later storms out of the wheelhouse, proclaiming this isn't where she needs to be. Yeah, Jess is, like, losing it a little bit. I don't know what her issue is exactly, um, but I, boss moment, I love how Captain Carrie, he's like, clearly there's, like, some kind of conflict going on between my chief stew and my chef. That is not good for any charter. So he goes down and just watches them. I loved it. He was just like, hi. Hello. Hello, mate. I don't know if that was Australian. That might have been British. But I freaking love Captain Carrie. And Captain Carrie has my boat daddy hat on in this picture if you're watching. Sorry if you're listening on the podcast, but come join us on YouTube. Um... He posted a picture of the boat daddy hat and said, thanks to Bravo and Blaze and a link to that boat daddy hat is available in the show notes if you're interested from my shop. Love Captain Carrie. Okay. Oh gosh. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Season 3 Reunion Part 1. The description is the Salt Lake City housewives bring an icy chill to New York to confront one another after an 
unpredictable season. Meredith Marks and Lisa Barlow face off about their ongoing issues, and Meredith phones a special friend to help clear her name about an unproven rumor. The friends take their place on the couch, armed with opinions and receipts, to discuss fake Instagram accounts and a trip to San Diego. Heather is placed in the hot seat when Andy grills her to find out what caused her mysterious black eye. Well, we all know that Heather just is full of crap. And she won't say what happened to her eye. She tried to tease that she was going to say what happened to her eye in the book. And she bamboozled people um, into buying the book thinking they would get an answer. And they didn't. So shame on you, Heather Gay. Um, I'm never buying that book. I might pull an Erica Jane throwing Garcelle's book in the garbage <laughs> kind of move. If somebody sends it to me, I'll do that. Um, but, dude, the reunion, I didn't even, I didn't watch it when, it when it first aired. I forgot that it was on at 8 o'clock, so I just, like, had an emergency at home. I talk about it on my Cannabis Mom Boss show. We had a situation with lice. We have a situation with lice. So annoying. Uh, but, yeah, nothing really interesting happened. I did like that they showed the Dana verse Jen clip finally. And she goes, she said something to Jen. She was like, I don't bark. I bite. And you better be nice to me if you want some money on your books. I just, that was hardcore. That was hardcore. I love that. Uh, but also, oh, it was revealed that um, Jen and Meredith and Heather were doing ketamine, which um, can be used for medicinal purposes um, to treat depression, anxiety, trauma, and things like that. I don't know what it's like to use it recreationally. I don't want to. Actually, no way I do. Way, way long ago, okay? This is no, don't judge me. This is from decades ago. Um, Yeah, I didn't like it. Not for me. Um, One thing I saw on Instagram that I want to show you all. Okay, this is from Christian Gray Snow on Instagram and page six. He says... The Salt Lake City showrunner was heard saying filming for season four begins in just three weeks. Jen Shaw is scheduled to turn herself into prison in four weeks, meaning they're going to film before Jen goes to jail. Um, Could production be aiming to get all the women's reactions on camera to Jen going away? Obviously. Then page six, it says Mark's 51 and her husband, Seth, held a party in honor of the launch of their new podcast, Hanging by a Thread, although the other housewives weren't in attendance. Dude. Are they allowed to do that? This is kind of... So, if they launched a podcast, Meredith and Seth, first of all, they better not... I guarantee they're going to do some weird, like, tub thing because they're obsessed with bathtubs. But I can't believe they're going to, like, will the show show them filming their podcast? Is that what's going to happen in 
Real Housewives of OC with Tamara. And then who else has a podcast? Sheena has a podcast. Do they show that? I think this is going to be weird. I don't know. What do you all think? I don't know what to think about it. I think it's crazy. Oh, yeah, and Teresa has a podcast. Oh, my gosh. Okay, what else? Um, oh, my gosh. I think Salt Lake City, like, it doesn't even feel real. Especially since this is the franchise that, like, brought me back to life on Housewives. I was so invested from the very beginning, and I, I've been ride or die, and ew, I hate saying ride or die now. They ruined it for me. I don't know who's to blame, but it's not Lisa Barlow. I'll say that. Um, speaking of Lisa Barlow, last week I showed, I didn't take it out of the case because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to put it back in or not. But I wanted to show this extremely exclusive sample that I received of Blue Jay. Um, wait, Blue Jay Seltzer? Blue Jay. It says, agave-inspired sparkling hard seltzer with natural flavors. There's three different flavors. There's a margarita, a Mexican mule. That sounds good. And a Paloma. So, I am California sober, and I don't drink alcohol anymore. But I think this is so cool. I want to, like... I need to find someone that I can trust to give a very good review. I'm not opening these for anyone unless there's somebody special. <sighs> um, but yeah, you can find them on IG at Blue Jay Seltzer. And now I'm going to move on to Miami. Oh my gosh, Miami is crazy. Real Housewives of Miami Season 5, Episode 11, Black Card Energy. The episode description is Alexia hosts a legal luncheon. Oh my gosh, that was wild. Lenny returns home and tensions rise as Lisa tries to talk to him. Ooh, okay. So people are upset that I don't love Dr. Nicole. And I'm sorry, but, like, I'm already questioning, and I don't think there's anything wrong with questioning her wealth, especially considering we've had Jen Shaw and Erica Jane, and we've been conned. Like, hello, this is crazy. I think it would be crazy not to question people going forward. Like, I want to see tax returns at the door, people. So I question, and I'm not saying that Dr. Nicole's wealth, what she has, is unattainable given her circumstances. She's a doctor. She makes almost 400000 a year. That's a great, amazing salary. Her husband is reported to have a net worth of $3 million, and he's a partner at a firm and also has his own practice. Someone posted like, oh, he's, he's uh, filed the most claims in, in the state or something like that. That's great, but I have worked. Part of my old career was designing insurance software for claims adjusters, and that you can have a billion dollar policy and one claim a year or zero claims a year as a claim adjuster, or you can have all these personal injury hundred dollar claims 
and you could have, you know, like thousands of them or whatever. I guess that would be a lot of money, but that doesn't give me full proof of their wealth. So I'm just saying like, I'm not saying it's impossible. I just want to know because if they're self-made, they should be teaching others how to do what they've done, right? Like why keep it a secret? Teach us how you invested to gain that type of wealth because they have like a $40 million house. That's very, like, I want to know what else they're investing in. I know they like have redone houses and like moved and stuff, but to get to that point, I don't know. It's just like a little bit suspect. And then her, so I already have this weird feeling about that. And then also someone mentioned to me, they're like, notice her accent it like changes sometimes and like don't cancel me okay my mother has an accent and her accent never changes okay and there is a difference because wait was dr nicole born here i don't know if dr nicole was born here if like english was her first or second language but my mom's first language is not english and her accent never changes so Although, I have seen my brother, oh my gosh, I hope he doesn't kill me for this. I've seen him kind of like speak broken English a little bit. <laughs> like in certain scenarios, like when he's speaking to someone who he knows, like not all the time. It's not like a hard rule, but I've seen him do that. Like he's my brother. I know him very well. Um, anyways, I'm going to stop talking so he doesn't sue me because he's a lawyer. Um, I just didn't like how Dr. Nicole came and, like, put her black card down. And, like, no one said anything about the black card. She's the one who said, what are, you, what are they mad because it's a black card? Like, nobody said that. So that, to me, is an indication, like, something in my brain. I'm not sure exactly where in my brain, but somewhere I'm like, why does she feel the need to mention the black card? It's just weird to me. Something's not adding up. Don't forget, wealth is curious. Um, but also that Lenny thing, I just, I feel like I need to get a full interview from Lenny to hear his side because I don't understand what's going on. Like, I don't know anyone in their right mind. If he's trying to claim like, oh, she's, abusive towards me or whatever like we just saw you on camera dude and i don't i just dude wtf lenny sorry you're gonna have some hate going on for a while um they're i think they filmed the reunion yesterday and the seating chart came out so on the left um, we have Lisa in the first seat next to Larsa, Alexia, Marisol, and Kiki. Then to the right, we have Nicole, Julia, Adriana, and Gertie. Somebody pointed out that Adriana is a friend of, and it's kind of disrespectful in a way to have her be before Gertie, which I don't disagree. Um, I don't really care that much about the seating, but there you go. That's what it is if you're interested um and then i did watch like i said we had a lice we have a lice situation so last night for hours i just caught up a little bit on million dollar listing la 
there it's kind of depressing and i remember this happening with million dollar listing new york when covid happened and new york like shut down and that one new girl like i was all excited for like oh a female real estate agent on million dollar listing new york we haven't had that yet and then like the last we see of her is her crying sobbing on camera saying i'm scared and like went home to her kids and they never filmed again or something like and then the show never came back so i love seeing tracy tudor because i think she is a major mom boss like ugh, love her but on top of that well not on top of that unfortunately this show is now start where's let me read the episode description. Okay, Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles, Season 14, Episode 7, Rate, Hikes, and Date Nights. Episode description, a downturn in the market is no longer conjecture but reality. I don't use that word, conje- conjecture. Which comes as a rude awakening to Altman, Flag, and Tracy. The good news is that Flag, at least, has a pleasant new distraction named Andrew. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, like, in New York, how that all ended after COVID, like we're now seeing the downturn in LA and it's like depressing. I have to admit that part of the, like this reality show being centered around real estate, that part is kind of depressing. And to see them like try to do, like pull out all these stops with their marketing techniques and like they put all this effort into a video where Tracy dressed up as drag, pretending she was Josh Altman. And, like, it was very cringy, but they were trying to go viral. And then the client, like, made them take it down after, like, an hour. And so all that work and all that time was wasted. And it's just, like, oh, it's kind of depressing to watch. But I do like seeing this, like, Josh Flagg is, he's divorced or getting a divorce. And now he has a new boyfriend already. And the funniest part of this, to me, is not Josh and his new relationship, but Altman is like, I feel like you're moving too fast. <laughs> like, he's just so concerned for Flag. And Flag, of course, is like, fuck off, dude. Like, what do I care what you say? And it's just, it's cute because it reminds me kind of of like Vishal and Lopa on Family Karma where he's like, mom, mom. And she's like, grow up. Or she's He tries to hug her and she's like, no, it's just, it's funny to see that. Um, but I do, and the, you know, Altman and Flag, they have a really interesting relationship. I like to watch it. <sighs> so, yeah, that is everything for the day. Oh, my gosh. 37 slides, guys. I don't know. You're going to have to tell me if you like the slides or not because, I don't know, maybe it distracts me more than it helps me. And I don't know. I want to make sure that my podcast listeners who are listening, you know, while they're cleaning their house or running errands or they're driving in their car or maybe they're commuting and they're listening on their phone because I know that's what y'all are doing because I looked up the reports. But, um, yeah, tell me, give me your thoughts. Let me know. Send me a message. I'm always open to chat. I try to respond to every single person, whether that's in, on Instagram, 
comments or DMs. I don't think I can keep up with Twitter and I definitely can't keep up with TikTok comments. Like sometimes like no one will see a TikTok and then other times it'll blow up and it's usually when it's something controversial and people are angry and then those like spiral and then people are like fighting in the comments. I'm like, what the hell is going on on TikTok? I thought it was like little kids on TikTok. Why are they all fighting? It's crazy. Um, same with Twitter. Twitter can get heated. Um, like that one time my followers attacked Michael Rappaport for like 24 hours. I felt awful. Like he was a dick to me, but he didn't deserve to have like <laughs> – all these people attack him. And that was like one of my first lessons of like, use your platform correctly, people, because it's scary out here. I even tweeted a formal apology to Michael Rappaport, even though he probably didn't, didn't deserve it. But I just felt kind of like a moral obligation because I didn't mean for that to happen. And that that's not my intent on social media. Not trying to initiate or engage, incite any mob mentality ever. Please don't ever do that. But um, I want to thank you all who joined on the live chat. Serafina, I see you. Brian K. James, I think I know who you are, but you keep changing your name. And I love the reinvention, the rebranding, but for SEO purposes, I'm going to recommend that you keep your name the same. <laughs> Sorry not to call you out. I love you. Um, I'm going to really see this thing here. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. Extra special thank you to everyone who is following on Instagram. We reached 6K on Instagram this week. And that may not be a ton for a lot of people, but every milestone that I get on, especially on Instagram with Bravo and Blaze, I have like a vendetta, I think, with Instagram um, because they clearly, clearly are penalizing and restricting cannabis content creators. And that bothers me. So every milestone that I achieve on Instagram, I it's just incredibly amazing to me and I cannot be more grateful considering my content and considering all the rules that Instagram and Facebook have out there. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. And again, don't forget to subscribe, review, share, like, and or leave a five-star rating. I greatly appreciate that and it helps this show to continue to grow make sure you're subscribed and turn on notifications so you can be updated when we go live every thursday at 1 p.m eastern for cannabis mom boss and every friday at 12 p.m eastern for bravo and blaze stay lit fam